Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Evolution of Weddings podcast. Podcast for anyone planning a wedding in New Yorkshire and the Northeast. Each episode, we feature a different supplier and topic and talk all things weddings. I'm your host, Scott, from Evolution Images, wedding photography company based in Middlesbrough. You can find out more information over evolutionimages.co.uk. All pictures, all loads of information on there. And if you click on the podcast tab, you'll be able to see all the shows, download, listen, and there's links to iTunes as well. So last episode, we looked at wedding venues, featured Carla from Acklam Hall. You can catch that episode and all the featured episodes by subscribing on iTunes or, like I say, over on the website and the podcast tab. For questions about the show or future topics you want us to look at, just email podcast at evolutionimages.co.uk. This episode, we're going to be talking about all about music during the wedding day, focusing mostly on the ceremony, a little bit after the ceremony, up to the reception. And we're joined by the very talented Alexandra, the violinist. So put your hands together. We've got a cool little uh, tune here as if there's someone audience here. There's not. So please put your hands together for Alexandra. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for the applause. Right. Good that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so do you want to just introduce yourself, tell us a bit about kind of what you do? Yeah, uh, I'm Alexandra. I'm an, solely an electric violinist, really. Um, mostly in the wedding industry, but I do corporate stuff as well. Um, I teach violin in the week. Um, my students range from like nine years old to 67, so it's a massive age range. Um, and I also, um, I'm published um a document called the stress-free wedding workbook so it sort of tells you when you should book certain people um gives you ideas of who to look for what to cover and it also which this is brilliant i'll tell you why i did this um it works out for you your wedding pricing so you put in your budget and then you put in like as you you know due to pay somebody put in what what the cost is and your deposits and it adds it all up and takes it all away as you're doing it and tells cool, you useful. how over budget you are <laughs> say good but then also it could be a bit like oh yeah uh, we can't afford anything else so. yeah exactly but because cool. i got married in july um and we did it over like a year and a half two year period and i was getting in a right model because the amount of people that you book for your wedding and keeping up with all the information and the payments and i thought oh i'm just gonna do a spreadsheet to put all the coding in to help me out and then I took it to, a, I have a business advisor and I took it to him and I was like, look what I've done. And he was like, this is brilliant. You've got to share this with your brides. Why I didn't think about that, I have no idea. <laughs> so it's now a free download on my website for anybody. Brilliant, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had good feedback from it then? Or? Yeah. Um, I've asked, I sent it out as a sample first and asked for some feedback. So I'm going to do um, a second version of it ready for January next year. So it should be even better. Oh, that's mm. brilliant. That's good. Uh, so, where can people find that? That's on my website. It's uk, and the download button's literally on the first page. Cool. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, we'll go into like a bit of wedding chat, really. Let's we'll start with that before we move on to the topic. So, mm-hmm. um, I've got a quick story from a recent wedding. Yeah. So, um, in the last episode, I talked about uh, a huge um, Irish Catholic wedding that I did. And it was great, like, and I was basically saying they had a singer during the meal. Yeah. And he sort of said to me before, I was, you know, I'm going to get everyone up on the on the dance floor kind of thing, and I'll, I'll be good enough. I thought, okay, let's well, join the meal. But that's fine. Yeah. Like, it's quite interactive. That'd be good pictures. 
And then literally, like, yeah, he had everyone on the chairs, everyone was dancing. It was like oh my insane, but awesome. You know yeah. I mean? So I said that, and then I thought, okay, on this episode, I'll try and sort of do a bit of a flip. So yeah. in, I think it was May, maybe June, I did a wedding, and um, I think about two weeks before, the bride rang me and was like, look, we're getting married uh, two weeks on Tuesday. And I was like, okay, that's quite close. Wow. Fine. She was like, yeah, <laughs> look, we're literally going to the registry office. We're going to be there. We're just getting married. We want some pictures afterwards, and that's it. It's just us two. I was like, okay, sure. I mean, it's, you know, it sounds small. Yeah. Obviously, it was only maybe an hour and a half's work. So I quoted her for it, and yeah. she was fine, so she booked. And then, so I was speaking to them, obviously, after the book, like, trying to find out what, exactly kind of what they wanted and how the day was going to run. And um, she said her husband had been ill, unfortunately. So booked her wedding, a, a couple, like, a year or two ago. Oh. Booked this massive wedding, and, like, there's a lot, obviously, ended up losing money on it, unfortunately. But they booked this big wedding and they had and there was family problems. It was all just happened. He said it just the stress of it. Husband was ill. It just all became too much. And they were just like, you know what? We're not telling anyone. We're just going to get married. Go to the registry office. Get married. That's what they wanted to do at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And then they'll have like a surprise sort of in, unveiling afterwards and, and tell the family. So I thought, oh, that's, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. So I ended up being one of the witnesses. Oh, this wow. This was at York registry office. So they got, there was, there was like a solicitor's office above. Yeah. And they said they'd done this before. But so they rang up and got someone from there just to come in to, for the, to be a witness oh. as well. So, um, yeah, so it was really nice. So just a short ceremony, obviously normal um, ceremony at the registry office. And then we did some, about 20, 25 minutes of just couple pictures outside. Yeah. There's like a little garden at the That's back. That's nice. So it was nice and that was it. And um, I was trying to think, like, when was the last time I did, like, a wedding with less than probably about, I don't know, 30, 50 people at least. Because yeah. it's not often, obviously, I know, you know, usually if you're getting, like, a smaller wedding, kind of a less budget, maybe not as much of a need for things. Yeah. But yeah, so it was just so nice, just just a couple, all they wanted to do was get married and had all, you know, all these other problems before and so yeah, it was lovely, so I thought, so that sort of stuck with me then for the rest of the year, thinking, oh, that's kind of what it's about, I suppose, yeah, the day, it is. two people get married, so yeah, so I really like that. Um, what about you, have you had any any memories from any particular weddings that stand out? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's one that I'll never forget. And it was, it was in Doncaster somewhere, but I can't remember which church. There's quite a lot of churches in yeah. Doncaster. And it was an English-Irish merge wedding. Uh, very religious. And I was sat at the bottom of the church, you know, where they actually do the vows. Yeah. Playing violin for the wedding. And uh, I think it was her family that was Irish and his family was English. Okay. And so they've got married, you make us the bride, brilliant. Ready to leave the church. I start playing for the exit. And I heard all this commotion. And I looked up, the um, church doors at the back burst open and this woman flew through the back of the church, grabbed hold of this woman's hair, started, they started full on fighting in the church. Then these men oh. flew over the pews to split them up. And I'm, I'm at the front thinking, oh, this is a... <laughs> do, do I keep playing or do I stop? <laughs> so I just carried on going and the, uh, there was a riot van, two police cars, there was two ambulances. and. Jesus. I had to go back to the venue afterwards because I was playing for the drinks reception as well. And it was such, I mean, that was a shame, but it was such a shame because by the time they got to the venue after they had to do the police statements, they had 15 minutes left of the drinks reception before they had to go in for the wedding breakfast. So they're not going to forget that day, are they? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I've been looking never, like, never a full-on fight at a wedding, but I did have the bride's dad got upset during the speeches at someone uh. like someone heckled there was something I didn't quite catch what had happened but he also picked up on something they had a bit yeah. of an argument afterwards and it wasn't a full on fight but I always think like 
obviously the whole point is to cap you know for me is to capture emotions mm-hmm. and capture the day as it happens and stuff but then yeah yeah during a fight i'm like I don't do one what do you do? Fight. <laughs> I don't do but then like, it's part of the day i suppose it's kind of yeah harder isn't it but yeah luckily there's never been anything kind of too full-on but it's it's weird, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that was a long time ago. Obviously, families come together, and it's an emotional day, and so I suppose it can happen. But yeah, uh, well, this woman hadn't been invited. She'd flown from Ireland. Okay, so she wasn't happy that no. she hadn't been invited. No, really not happy. <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah, Did she stay the rest. Was she there the rest of the day then? Or I don't was, think no. so. No, that's that's not ideal. No. Um. So yeah, wedding trends. Have you had? Have you, is there anything like recently that you've seen that's different the last? Yeah. Uh, a couple of years as opposed to previously? Or? Um, the singing waiters have been about for forever. But there's more modern versions of it now. And it seems to be really, really popular. And there's loads of them. Because there was a, there's the original singing waiters and there were three of them. And they were in really high demand. But now okay. there's loads of people doing it. Um, I I booked some singing waiters for my wedding and it was brilliant. Yeah, really good, yeah. Yeah, absolute highlight of the day. So that's quite a popular trend at the minute. Um, and I'm also seeing a lot of um, DJs with like a saxophonist sort of playing alongside and stuff. And that's really cool. Yeah, I, I had one literally, I think, three weeks ago now. Yeah. That, that did that, yeah. It does so look quite good. good. So obviously they're... You know, they're still playing the current hits, but everything's like, yeah. like they're just adding that extra little little yeah. bit, and they're usually on the dance floor and obviously playing to add something. Yeah, so, that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. I think, um, yeah, the entertainment of people just like trying to make something a little bit different and just yeah. trying to keep people entertained throughout the day, I think it's becoming big. And, yeah. You know, when couples mention it, I sort of talk, obviously I talk to them about it, and they they say like, yeah, we you know we just want to get you don't want the guests to have big periods where there's nothing happening or like exactly you know, just to kind of be a bit boring and there's nothing worse so, than being bored at a wedding yeah so that's cool that's yeah that's good um do you want to talk a little bit about your radio show then yeah oh yeah i forgot yeah. to do that too <laughs> it's so new yeah i uh i'm a radio presenter now for sign fm 102.6 um, it's is Doncaster. That, is it, yeah, it's Doncaster local, yeah. Yeah, it's Doncaster local. Um, so you can get it just outside of Doncaster, but you can hear it online as well. Um, and I do that on Wednesdays, 11 while 1. Um, it's more of a chat show than anything else, really. So I have sort of a theme each week, and then I get guests on, and we have a chat, and I generally have three or four guests on a week. Um, yesterday, I did. it was all about food, and I want to do a wedding food one like I really wanted that to be part of it but because it's St Ledger Week in Doncaster massive festival all the hotels and the restaurants get involved right so no one was available but I'm gonna have to do a wedding food one because there's some amazing places around here specifically that are, that have amazing wedding food um but yeah so I've got different stuff going on and I'm gonna do um a wedding related show every now and again um, but I do a QA. and a there's a guy called Ross from a company called MYP, which is Maximise Your Potential. More of a, he doesn't like this term, but he's a life coach, really. Okay. Um, and he comes on and does like a Q&A at the end of, of every session around, based on like what the subject was for that, for that show. So that's always really good. Cool. That's good. So you just started that. Yeah, um, 23rd of August was my first show and I do it live as well, which is which is more exciting. <laughs> yeah. A bit more nervous, but like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do look like a rabbit in headlights for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> That's good. And you're enjoying that then? I love it. Yeah. Really love it. It's something 
completely different and it that opportunity just came out of absolutely nowhere it's something I'd always wanted to do but never knew how to get into um and I went in for I got invited in to have a, just have a chat about what I do on another show and the producer came in and said do you, do you want your own show I was like are you kidding me I thought he was joking and he said no I'm totally serious I'll send you for the training and everything and then we'll talk about your show subject and we'll see you know where it goes that's good sounds fairly easy actually then yeah more luck I guess it was right place right time totally right place right time yeah that's cool that's good you'll be showing me up on this podcast now no (laughs) (laughs) one tone the whole way (laughs) that's cool um so I saw on your I think it was on your Facebook you've done like a wedding fair recently one of the big ones yeah you've done a few like we I I've done a few and um some we'll probably be doing more of next year with like say some of the the like local venues that I'm like recommended to apply or yeah because they always they kind of work quite nice it's great to see couples but do you want to talk about your experience sort of the big one then is it worth it yeah. for bride and grooms would you say or um I think if I, it, the one that I did was I do magazine wedding fair and they do four a year they do Sheffield Ice Leeds United which is a centenary pavilion across the road they do Derby well I've never done the Derby one before and they do Doncaster Racecourse and hands down out of all the wedding fairs I've ever done they're absolutely incredible um absolutely for a bride I would if you've already got your venue then I would recommend going to the big wedding fairs like the I Do magazine, the National Wedding Show. That's an also a really big one. There's so much going on. There's everything and there's new ideas there, things that you might never have thought about. The small ones are nice to get a feel for the different venues if you're not sure about what venue you want yet. So I think that they have different purposes. Yeah, I suppose big ones have a lot of have a lot of suppliers there, won't they? Yeah. And- like say you probably may not actually going to get married at that place. It's yeah. More for a bit to see what's there and actually that's meet it. people and, and stuff like that. And they do fashion shows as well, which I love. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Watch that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I always have a sneak peek. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Good. Um, so yeah, let, let's move on to the main topic. I guess. Well, so obviously we're looking at music during the ceremony. I think we obviously met at a wedding. And yeah. Playing violin there, and I thought yeah. you know, and it obviously always works really well, and I've seen obviously other singers from like say saxophonists to like full string quartet I guess and it there's quite a few options for people yeah um so yeah I thought we'd just kind of touch on that and get your kind of expertise and and and, uh just kind of give couples the options and and see what they what they want to do um so options for music during the ceremony I guess the main one is you make a playlist you know on your phone Spotify kind of thing yeah makes it quite easy or you bring a cd in if people still do that um and that's I suppose kind of the cheapest easiest option for couples and they can have within reason whatever song they want I guess mm-hmm. um but it's never going to quite be the same as as having someone play live really is it no it's not it's not the same for lots of different reasons um the when you have a cd yes it's yes it's cheap but you have to have a family member responsible if a member of the staff won't be responsible for it and that puts a massive amount of pressure on that person for your ceremony because that's really that's the most important part isn't it because that's the serious bit if you like um but if you have a live musician there they take all of that responsibility away you can have pretty much anything you want depending on who you book and it's not just something to listen to it's something for people to watch as well so rather than it just be music 
it's that it changes to be entertainment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, that obviously that vision I get in mind, I say it's like of you know the uncle or someone, yeah. someone at the, the, at the venue themselves that work there, but they're obviously there and the kind of people around the door and then like, yeah. okay, you press play now, what's happening? And you know, and like I say, it is, it is pressure. I know it's only pressing play, yeah. but it's like say, because it's such a big thing, you don't want to get the wrong song or yeah. issues or... I've heard, I've had CDs skip before. And you never know. Spotify, I guess, now. But yeah, yeah, you know, just little things. And I guess, yeah, that's extra stress. Is, it is. Know. And also, like, the volume of it. So a CD's going to be, on, no one's going to really think about ramping up the volume, whereas a professional musician will have, sort of, play while you guests are being seated in the ceremony room and they'll keep that quite a nice, relaxed, calming sort of volume. And then when the bride's ready to walk down the aisle... They'll ramp up the volume for a massive dramatic emotional effect. And you don't get that with a CD. Um, but going towards like the stress side of it being a family responsibility, my wedding's a brilliant example of this because I wasn't allowed. My husband was like, no, you know, I have anything to do with the ceremony music because I was a pain in the bum. He said, I'm just going to sort it out and you're not going to know anything about it. So what he decided to do was take videos of me on YouTube and put them on a projector screen and then have the music come through like an amp. Brilliant idea, but it wouldn't work 15 minutes before I was due to walk down the aisle. So rather than him like enjoying being with a guest and enjoying that anticipation of before the ceremony, he was too busy panicking and trying to sort the equipment out. And you don't need that on your wedding day. Yeah, it's already absolutely loaded to be nervous enough. He's like, yeah. around 15 minutes and yeah. like, it's all kind of that nerves of that so yeah on top of that the point the sort of the point in paying good money for professionals is so you can just turn up and everyone else can worry about everything and you can just enjoy the day yeah definitely i mean that's the advice on any any area isn't it yeah say like years certainly months of planning and stress and and everything and i know it's still fun like looking at different suppliers and picking things yeah. and planning your day is fun but it's still a lot to, to it's kind a of lot do. to do yeah so then yeah to then be on your day yeah. worrying about it it's nice to kind of wake up isn't it have like breakfast have some champagne yeah. kind of relax get dressed you know and ha- enjoy the day friends yeah. your family paid so much money and spent so much time on it it's nice to um yeah to be able to just enjoy it and like say you know okay all my, i trust all my suppliers mm-hmm. we've got people doing everything we don't have to yeah. worry about it so, so that's cool and yeah i think Apart from just that, like, like you touched on there, the just it's like it's it's a show, isn't it? It's, yeah, you know, totally. It just, it is no matter what, and I know everyone will agree. Like, there's no, it's never a substitute. No, you go into a festival, you go into a gig, you're seeing a live musician, you see, yeah. you know, and definitely adds to the day. I think of yeah that like violins, whether it's you know a singer, however they do it, but yeah, having mm-hmm. that when you kind of walk in and there's there and it, yeah. yeah, I think it's really nice. So what um. So obviously yourself, so violin. Do you ever play with like a, a full quartet or anything? Do you just I tend not much to. Shoot? Yeah, it's just me. Um, I use full orchestral backing tracks, so you get the effect of yeah, like yeah. a full band or full orchestra, but it's just one person, so yeah. it's cheaper, yeah, cheaper. <laughs> and it takes up less room. Um, but it's nice as well because for the brides and grooms, they're just talking to one person who you know is doing the job rather than talking to, you know, a number of different people um, and having different conversations with them, you know. So it's nice. It's a bit more personal, I think. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, I think as far as options go, I'd say I've touched on them. So obviously CDs, common ones, yeah. violin. I've seen um, a 
not saxophone there in the evening. What have I seen? What's the Scottish? Oh, bagpipes. One? Bagpipes, that's it. Yeah, I yeah. one wedding. Um, the groom was Scottish. Yeah. Kind of felt he fit in. That was good. I mean, they were loud. But, they um, are loud. But yeah, he kind of walked in and was doing a bit of a show and stuff. So that was that was good. Yeah. Um, and then we've, I've had a singer before as well. And um, a guy sort of singing acoustic guitar, you know, Ed yeah. style kind of thing, which has been it's quite nice. popular now as well. So that's been nice. Um, but yeah, I don't know what other... Is there any... Oh, I mean, I suppose um, you won't see that many because you'll be, be you playing, but... It's not so popular at the minute, but there was a phase where everybody wanted a harpist. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, actually, I've not yeah. seen any more recently. Um, it's more traditional, like traditional, maybe, if yeah, you're away from it, or... Yeah, I think people now are going down... The majority of weddings I do, people are wanting more of a modern feel rather than the traditional classic type feel yeah which are why ways why i think it's moving away from sort of the harpists and that sort of thing and organists as well um so if you get married in a church generally you have an organist and people are wanting to move away from that um but so i did a wedding and um now i say to all my brides if they get married in a church i know you don't want organ walking down the aisle and all of that but you still need it for your hymns don't forget that and one bride, I think, bypassed what I'd said and told the church she didn't want the organist. So then there was a bit of umming and ahhing when it came to the hymns because I don't do hymns. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay, we're going to sing this hymn and I'm like, okay, uh, no one's playing. Yeah. Just sing then, I guess. And yeah, yeah. I, see, I see that's true. So yeah, to kind of work out if you are going to book someone for a church. If yeah. you do hymns, then great. But if not, then better yeah. in mind that if you're not going to have an organist for walking down the aisle... You still you need them for the hymns. Mind. Definitely. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah, so you'll play us at churches and at venues. Yeah. You know, venues. And yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. I suppose even like outside, if you're... Yeah. If you get married outside, you there's can do all that. Yeah. done quite a few outside weddings recently. Um, There's more and more venues are having nice little areas built outside. So... Round here, you've got Mount Pleasant Hotel near Bawtree. Um, Wentbridge House Hotel, that's Pontefract. They've got an outside get married area. Um, West Retford Hotel. So there's three straight away where you can get married outside. Yeah, where did I do one? King's Croft, is it called? Oh, I've there? not been there. Yeah, I feel like that. Isn't that Pontefract door roundabouts there? Somewhere? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'll have to look. But yeah, I think that's... And they have... I say like a gate they like open some gates and there's a walk down they have all yeah. the chairs outside and then like a little uh, it's nice kind of pagoda pavilion thing, yeah you call it but you know like so yeah you can stand under there I mean I suppose the only problem in the UK is like even in August it can rain yeah this hasn't been brilliant has it weather wise so I suppose no, it that's hasn't. the only option but when it is nice it's, it's really nice getting married outside yeah um, I think if you are looking at getting married at a venue and you want to get married outside you need to make sure they have a backup option to be inside. Um, there's a venue, I'm not going to say the name of it, but they have um, they have an area outside and then they have a marquee, which is all set up for the wedding breakfast. And if you can't get married outside because it rains, they don't have anywhere else for you to go. Yeah, so you kind of, well, I don't know, what, what do you just what do you do? have to put umbrellas up, I guess? Yeah. Or, yeah. So that's something to think about if you want an outdoor wedding. Yeah, I mean, I like I love marquee weddings, teepee weddings, and all that. And outdoor yeah. stuff is, is always really. I think the feel of it's really it's popular, nice. Popular, yeah. And it is popular at the moment, but yeah, that's true. We just have a sort of a consideration. Obviously, we don't have yeah. to jinx it and 
I'm always fingers crossed for good weather. But Definitely. It can certainly happen, especially in the north. Definitely, yes. <laughs> so cool. So uh, we're not going to touch too much on the evening stuff because we're going to like say that's more. Yeah. Like, say there is bands, bands, DJs, and, and stuff. It's, it's. I suppose it's not as common to have someone play for so many yeah. stay all the way through and then just have someone play on their own for the evening yeah. and kind of have a different feel. But um, like, do you cover stuff in the evening, or have you seen yeah. people do that? Then what's the kind of um, options? I used to have um, a laser show and I'm looking for something else to add next year. Um, but I'll do two 20 to 25 minute sets in the evening to break the evening up as more of a performance. Yeah. Um, and I had the laser show, which was brilliant, but it took such a long time to set up that in a wedding, the window for setting that up is so small. Um, so I am looking for an alternative because it was extremely popular you know, the majority of my bookings, the brides want me for the ceremony and then like a performance at night. I tend to find that's nice for older people who don't like discos. They want to sit and chat or have a bit of entertainment. Um, so I always found that was popular for like the older people. Yeah, that's cool. And then did you, so in between that, did you like play, just play like music in between of like you offer CD for example or did they did the couple have a DJ as well they had a DJ too or a band so they'd have say the evening ceremony start the evening reception started at like 7.30 I might perform from like 8 till half past 8 and then they have the first dance at half past 8 which I'll announce or maybe I'll play for the first dance which is always nice while they're dancing I'm on playing say that I think Certainly, for like I, you know, I'm a big fan of bands and live music. Obviously, for the yeah, you know, not everyone's budget stretched to it. Not everyone wants that. Yeah, so obviously, absolutely fine. But, but yeah, it's it's great to have that. And certainly, I think sometimes for the first dance, you know, say some bands or yeah. people play the first dance. Sometimes they just play the song and then yeah. do a performance afterwards. So both work well. But, but yeah, I think sometimes it's just so nice having that live performance with Definitely. the first dance. Everyone's round. It's, yeah, it's really, cool. it's really special. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, so there's, I suppose there's plenty of options in either way. But, yeah. But yeah, and like I say, that setup time is, is a factor. It Seeing is. bands, like, you know, five, six, seven people in the band and stuff. Mm. And it, obviously, if you, you know, if your wedding breakfast in the same room as your evening reception, then the, you know, the venue are swapping that round and you're, yeah. you know, they've obviously got a small time to then kind of that's it. set up. But um, I guess bands are used to it. And, and yeah. Gets on with it, but that, that's good. Um, so tips for couples like where where to find the perfect person I would say obviously you know Google's a thing you can obviously Google like you know violinists in the area yeah. or like music so wedding ceremony music that kind of thing yeah. I guess but I know more people turn to the likes of social media and YouTube yeah I think now the majority of people I mean the majority of people that book me either see me at a wedding fair or they find me on social media or YouTube mm-hmm. um I think when you book in anyone for your wedding whether it be a musician or a photographer or a florist you need to know because you're going to be spending time with that person they're going to be around your guests you need to know that that person's a person that you want around these people so yes if you google them and you find them brilliant but speak to them on the phone arrange to go and see them have a chat with them because you're going to be dealing with that person over a year two years you know so you want to know that that you click really yeah i mean i'd say at least like say skype facetime yeah if you can't kind of meet in person like I always say, if anyone kind of inquires with me, I always say, look, let's meet up. You yeah. can look through some albums, you can, you know, physically touch the albums, you can exactly. look through full weddings, we, you know, like saying, you might get people that like, say the meeting, they're just not for you, vice versa, you know, yeah. it, it works and that's fine, like, and I think, yeah, sometimes, especially, like, photography, you're there all day, and like, say, yeah. for music, it's just, it can be such a big thing, and like, say, you're planning for so long, and yeah. what you don't want is to meet someone like, 
just don't really get on, you don't no. think. And it's too late by then because it's you know, it. on the wedding day. Because, so. like, for me and you, as a photographer, you're interacting with the guests all the time. For me, I'm playing for the guests and they're sort of watching me. And sometimes they'll come and have a chat with me. And I think with people that are there on the day, you want to know that you're going to feel comfortable with your guests. And you, your guests are going to feel comfortable around those people as well. So that's really important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For I think for anything where the person, like, say, is you yeah. know, in person, I mean, venue dressing might be slightly different. You say, yeah, because you're not going to see them. So you still need to make sure you, you, know, you yeah. like the company, like the work. But, yeah, the personal touch isn't necessarily as important there. Yeah, face-to-face. But, but, yeah, so that's good. Um, so they find, let's say, you go on YouTube, or they find you at the Secret Wedding Fair, yeah. so they kind of met, and we've touched on it. If they don't meet you, obviously, in person originally, maybe arrange a booking, you go and speak to whoever's doing yeah. music. And then what... I suppose cost is the other big consideration. That's Definitely. Kind of, it's obviously always going to be a lot more expensive to hire someone that is yeah. a CD. Um, obviously, pros and cons we've touched on. So it's definitely, you know, I think it can be yeah. worth it depending on what your budget is. Definitely. Um, but once you've found them online, so you like the work and they kind of come to meet you, do you like play them some of your stuff when they meet or how, yeah. how do you kind of do that? Um, I like it to be really personal because when you're getting married, and I can say this now because I'm, I'm only recently married. And when you're getting married, you want to know that that person really cares about your day. And you want that personal relationship with them as well. So I like to invite them to my home office and I set up my equipment and I'll get the Prosecco out or make them tea and biscuits. And we'll sit and have a chat about the day. I'll play some songs and, you know, so it's it's really personal and it gives them a chance to get to know me as well um, and it also gives me a chance to help them in other ways so I like to I do wedding consultancy as well so a bit like a wedding planner but I'm there more for advice and to point you in the right direction for particular people you want but you don't know where to look you know yeah I think it's easy like you know for us and we're just around it all the time obviously I'm you know I'm constantly I'm at a wedding or I'm meeting couples yeah. and you just we live in the wedding world yeah you, you know it's not easy to forget but you can sort of you got to remember, like, okay, this is a couple, like, this is the one of their best days of their lives. It's yeah. Like, probably, you know, mostly the only time they ever do it. You know, it's once in a lifetime. So, you know, for you, it might be awesome that it's a Saturday, it's your job, but yeah. it's a lot, definitely in the wedding world, it's a lot different to that. It's not like yeah. going to the office and working and going home. It, I mean, it is obviously such a big thing. So I think, yeah, remembering that, you know, this is such a big thing for the couples yeah. is, is obviously massively important. So, yeah, that's cool. So... Let we move on to pricing. Yeah, yeah. You kind of touched on it there a little bit. Obviously, it's, I know a lot of people say, oh, of course we want bands, we want people to yeah. play music, we want all this, we want all these million things. But obviously, if money's no object, then yeah. it's fine. And but you know, pricing is obviously and budget is a big thing for a lot of couples. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so what? Like, do you want to talk roughly, like a little bit about like what's your starting price? What yeah. the, kind of considerations? Um, something to think about with musicians is a lot of musicians charge per hour. You don't want to be paying an hourly rate on your wedding day because weddings generally run over. You and I both know that. And if you've booked a musician, I mean, I've seen this at weddings. If you've booked a musician for your drinks reception, which is generally speaking an hour and a half to two hours, they don't often get any longer than that. If you've booked your musician for that part of the day for say two hours and it runs over, you're going to be owing them money and that's going to make you feel ill at ease on the day and uneasy because, you you know, you just don't know. So I split the day into sections. So you've got your ceremony, 
your drinks reception, your wedding breakfast, or you can have your ceremony and drinks together, which is like a discounted package. You've got your evening entertainment. So you know that if you book that, that it doesn't matter how far over it runs. I'm not going to leave and you're not going to get charged any extra because it's for that part of the day. Yeah, and I suppose you'll just yeah, discuss them before, okay, what yeah. time you get married and, and how long it runs to and then you look at yeah. that. But, <clears throat> excuse me. but yeah, that's that makes sense. That's probably like, I suppose, an easy way of doing it. And yeah. I'm a fan of it, like, like I was sort of saying before, the all-day kind of price for yeah. something. It, obviously, there's always going to be variation on every day, which is, is fine. It can be tailored. But, but yeah, I'm a kind of a fan of, you know what you're paying for. And exactly. You know what you're getting in and, and I think that kind of has less stress as well and we don't like yeah. say don't be thinking oh we're half an hour late and that, yeah. is that musician going to leave or exactly you know, with me people are like okay you're only coming up to the first dance but we're going to be late with that or yeah you know does that mean as soon as the dance is done you're out the door or you know and so i think it's good to know kind of where you're at and it is stuff like that. Yeah. definitely because i've seen um like a string quartet i was due to play for the wedding breakfast and so i'm i'm there quite far before because i like to know you know everything's fine and stuff yeah. and get a feel for the people and um, this string quartet, you know, it ran over by half an hour and they literally just packed up and left. And it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for you and your guests. It doesn't look good for them. You know, no one wants to see that. Yeah, I think you definitely, yeah, you just, you better, like say, you're better off just knowing what you're getting from the start. And, yeah. And that, that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, so on the pricing, so what, like, let's say it was just <clears> a ceremony and we wanted you, do you play, like, the ceremony you play a little bit before then, so like yeah. guests arriving and then up to like when they finish walking down the aisles, that's yeah. kind of how it works. Um, I always arrive an hour before. Okay. I, I'm usually actually earlier than that, but I like to say an hour before. Um, it literally takes me 10, 15 minutes to set up, but like I say, I like to get a feel for the place and the people that are there. Um, I'll play, as soon as the registrars, if it's civil, let the guests into the ceremony room, I'll start playing before the first guest walks through the door. Right. So it gives it a really nice feel. There's nothing worse than walking into a silent room and wanting to chit-chat, but you're not a bit nervous about it. Especially the first, yeah, you, if you yeah. arrive first or you're the first people to walk in and you're kind of like, okay, we're yeah. working out where we sit in and what's it's going a bit on. Awkward. And it's all, yeah, and you're a bit like, okay, it's quiet, but then what's happening? And yeah. So yeah, it's quite nice to have that, I suppose. You walk in, it's, it gives that really nice sense. Obviously, rooms usually looking amazing and yeah. it's all dressed nicely and then you've got someone playing and so that. It makes people nice, yeah. feel a bit more comfortable, doesn't yeah. it, when they walk into a room and there's music. So I'll play for the guests coming in and being seated. And then when the bride's ready, I'll play whatever music she chooses to walk down the aisle. Carry on playing for a few seconds while she gets settled with her husband-to-be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I gently fade the music so it's really calm. Not like um, sudden, just... Yeah, just that bang, stop. Yes, it's really calm. Uh, then ceremony takes place. And when they go to sign the registers, I'll then play during that part as well. Um, and... That is when the photographer comes into play because then you'd obviously be taking pictures, wouldn't you? So all that part, I generally ask them to pick four songs just to make sure there's enough. And then get brought to the front and I play for the exit of the married couple and I carry on playing while the guests follow them out. So that's the ceremony. In a church, I'd say you get more value for money with a musician because guests can just walk in when they want because all the legal stuff's sort of done. Whereas in a civil the registrars want to go over the legal details with the groom and stuff. So I think you get more value for money in a church with your music. Yeah, I guess the ceremonies are usually a little bit longer <clears throat> as well. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And then, and yeah, like I say, I suppose people do go in, you find yeah. people in there earlier, whereas I suppose usually at a sort of, like I say, a civil ceremony, you're at, an, you're at the venue mm-hmm. and the 
one of the coordinators will kind of call you in not long before yeah. it all sort of starts. So I guess that. I mean, a civil ceremony, you're talking minimum 20 minutes, maximum 30 minutes from the bride walking down the aisle. In a Christian church, you're talking 45 minutes, pushing an hour. But in a Catholic ceremony, you're talking an hour and a half. So they all vary. And then, so if you include... So what, like, what's roughly the price right. for that then? So mine, mine go up slightly each year. So mm-hmm. if we look at next year, for the ceremony only, it's £575. The drinks reception, like I say, it's an hour and a half to two hours. If the weather's good, I can play outside. If not, appropriate bar area. That's £620. Um, then you get a discounted price if you book both those packages together. So I knock off 239 and it's £956. Wedding breakfast is the same price as the drinks reception at 620 um, and evening entertainment 650 Now, I'm quite, I know I'm quite expensive. Um, I always say this as people that always ask for discount, you know, because obviously weddings are really expensive. Yeah, sure. But you're not going to get a good quality musician at a really low price. You're not going to get the customer service, you know, because... They can't afford the time to do that. Whereas with what I charge, it's expensive, yes, but you get so much with that. So you get my undivided attention. I can help you with anything to do with your wedding. You know, they can come here as much as they want for as long as they want, go through music, have a chat. Um, And they all have my mobile number. So they can text me and ring me whenever they want, you know? Yeah, I think if like, it's like anything, isn't it? And they're saying, you know, sometimes people we'll find someone maybe they're just starting out or yeah. doing it part-time so they yeah. can kind of afford a bit less or, you know, they haven't got home office to worry about and got other, you know, yeah. other costs. And so they can do it cheaper. And then sometimes, you know, you find them and they go, actually, they're amazing. And, yeah, you know, and, sometimes, and it happens. And it, and it does. And, like, sometimes that's more luck than anything. Sometimes yeah. you can shop around and get something. But, but like I say, I think, yeah, the more, it's certainly more experience you get, you pay, yeah. like say, you pay not just for how good they are, the, you know, playing the music or yeah. whatever their trade is. It's you know, like say it's all the customer services being available yeah. in the week because you don't work, you know, you have a job you're doing, or everything you do is wedding related. Yeah. You, you know, it still takes up full time plus, but it's, yeah. at least it's all kind of focused on weddings, I guess. And you, like you say, the, the business is down, so you kind of yeah. know, like, I've been doing this for years, and you know, you know, invoices yeah. is an issue and there's no Ponzi there, and you're getting, you know, everything's kind of covered, you've got your insurance, you've That's got, it. you know, you just, I suppose, a bit more of that feel like okay in two years time they're still going to be there i don't yeah. have to worry as much i feel a bit more confident and that's it you know and it, it is a skill at the end of the day isn't it like I, yeah you know, i'm not going to try and play any violin for anyone but it was really <laughs> cool. i mean it's it's hard to be good isn't it yeah you know. i mean it's thing even things like um you know if they want a piece of music or two that i haven't got i can go and get those as long as they're available i can go and get those and learn them and i won't charge them any extra Whereas some musicians actually charge for that as an extra service. Yeah, they've got the kind of set songs that they play yeah. and then above that. So they kind of... know, that's what they pay, that's it, there's nothing else and they get anything they want from me, pretty much. Yeah, that's cool. So, online money saving tips, so if someone did say, yeah. you know, that, you know, oh, we absolutely love you, we really want, you know, a violin, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So I suppose, obviously, like say there, that the price is going to vary what you want, so one that just first tip I guess is like okay well if you're only if the ceremony is you know realistically that's what the day is about yeah it's about getting married exactly that's maybe the best part then they can go okay we'll just think about maybe what exactly you want them to cover and when you want to play and obviously less time they're usually going to be less expensive Mm -hmm. yeah um 
do you have any difference for like midweek or winters or anything? Is it just yeah. sort of the same year round? Um, or? I do have um, a discount for when it's like typically not wedding season. Yeah. So I actually give quite a massive discount. I do 50% off when it's not wedding season. Okay. So, you know, January, February, March, April, mm-hmm. October, November. Yeah, so kind of winter months. Really. Yeah, winter months pretty much. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, so I suppose it's advice for anything, isn't it? It's just get in touch early on and, and just yeah. see, I guess. And you can't have to ask people and maybe, you know, get in touch. We say this for everyone in photographers. I say, look, go and speak to three or four or five even, yeah. you know, and, you know, hopefully you'll find the one that you really love. And that's, that's, and that's it. That's kind of thing. And you can gauge usually. I do find people might even come to me and, and you know, price an album and stuff. And yeah. go, okay, we'll have a look. And they go away and speak to someone and they come back and say, to be honest, we thought it was quite a lot, or we weren't sure, and yeah. then we've actually we've seen what other people can do for the same similar pricing, yeah. or you know, and what's around, and actually it seems that seems really mm. good value. So I think that's uh, see that's you're going to be fair. weighing up who you want based on. So you might find someone who you really really like as a person, but they're really cheap, and you've seen work by other people that you prefer. But because you know you're going to be dealing with them over maybe a year, two year period and you really like them, that might be who you go for, you know? So there's options like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's so different, like, say, to just, oh, I want a pair of Converse shoes. Yeah. And you just Google, you know, find Cheap a cheaper Converse shop. Shoes. Or, I mean, exactly. All, obviously, providing they're real, they're all going to be the same quality and yeah. the same shoe, essentially, aren't they? So where you buy things from is a lot, a lot different. But then when it comes, like, say, to weddings, the personal touch and everything, there's so yeah. much other factors. That's it. And it's all about building a relationship with the brides and grooms, really, and letting them know how important their day is to you because they want to know that you feel their day is as important as they do. Yeah, and that's what I think they think, like, say, they do think, oh, it's, it's his work for them. Yeah. It's like never going to, and yeah, okay, you might not ever be the same as if you get married yourself, but you've got to, you know, you've got to feel like you've got yeah. to understand this is the, the biggest thing for them. and definitely and stuff. And it, like it's so nice like i love working in the wedding industry and i see do most of the suppliers you know that i speak to most of couples most of the venues like everyone's just so nice and it's yeah. like the happiest day of people's lives most isn't it and it it, is. everyone's dressed and they look nice and it's like so it's so amazing to kind of be around that all the yeah. time i think there's so much I think horrible stuff going on in the world yeah to actually be able to work in a job where you know 99 percent of people are happy and yeah and, that's kind of nice. Apart from the odd grandma and the odd dad. <laughs> yeah, for photos, I get the odd person. Yeah. Like, and I've been stood here for hours and like, well, it's been 10 minutes, but yeah. I know what you mean. I know it's not <laughs> ideal for everyone. It's, it's not great, but we'll get through them quickly. Yeah. Now. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so hopefully we've covered like quite a lot of topics there on mm-hmm. the day. Hopefully that, that's kind of helped couples. So yeah. I've got a few questions. So I always ask people send in kind of questions beforehand. Yeah. Um, whether it's on my social or at that podcast at evolutionimages.co.uk email. Brilliant. Um, I also look at, you know, I'm obviously spend quite a lot of time on forums and yeah. seeing the couples, so any questions they have. So I've just got a few questions here, so I've kind of touched on them anyway, but so can you play anything and slash take requests for songs? Yeah, definitely. Um, on the day, you know, as long as I've got what I'm requested, guests can quite happily come and speak to me and say, oh, can you play this and can you play that? And that's not a problem. Um, if the song is the bride and groom one, I say always let me know in advance if I don't have it because yeah, sure. I do maybe 90 weddings a year sometimes, you know, and if everybody wants me to learn two or three songs, that's quite a lot. So it's good to know in advance. But the majority of stuff nowadays, you know, I can pretty much get. Yeah, I suppose you get requests for a lot of the similar songs anyway. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and do you play for engagement? Someone asked me... Um, 
when I sort of mentioned about it and someone's like, you know, when someone's planning an engagement, and I do sometimes do these, but rarely, yeah. you know, people say, look, we want, obviously want picture of the engagement, I want the surprise on her face yeah. and, and they plan this. And then someone actually asked me, and I didn't really think about it, but I suppose like you see it in films and stuff, it must happen. But like, yeah. would you do that? Is that just like a random request? And if someone says, someone's saying, right, I'm going to get engaged in, you know, the park or this rooftop or wherever, yeah. like, would you come? So after I ask the question, would you come and play? Definitely. Yeah, that, cool, might you, that might even be more exciting than a wedding. Yeah, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to, to do yes. that. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, as long as they say yes. Yeah. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah, someone asked me, I was like, not really a common thing i guess i don't know yeah if, it's not if people just don't put as much not as much effort that sounds horrible but i know what you mean do you know what i mean maybe it's not yeah. a big thing like they plan a lot of it out and it's really nice but then yeah you don't really think about these extra things but i think it'd be quite cool yeah i do i'd love to do that yeah um favorite yorkshire venues I always ask this obviously not so much on the venue venue one but uh for other suppliers mm. is there you got anywhere around here that you know when people sort of inquire and say i'm getting married this place you're like oh yeah i love that place or I'm trying to think off the top of my head because there's quite a lot. There's quite a lot of venues that I really love around here. I mean, um, Mount Pleasant Hotel, a brilliant for outdoor weddings. Mm-hmm. All of the staff are wonderful. You know, they can't do enough for you. That's David, one of the biggest things I think. Yeah, I think a venue like yeah, okay. Obviously, some maybe look nice and us on the outside, yeah, and the inside. And there's little things and there's photographer. Yeah, of course, grand houses are going to be nice. And yeah. Things. But really, you can work, obviously, with anything. It's mostly about the people anyway. Yeah. But yeah, the staff can make such a big difference to suppliers. Yeah. There, I was thinking, Definitely. Like, if they're organised and if they're nice. But... That's what you want. So there's them. Crown Hotel in Bawtree, another absolutely brilliant. Like, I will give them five stars from food to customer service. You know, they really care about your day and all the team are brilliant. Um, in terms of spectacular venues, Carlton Towers hands down yeah i love that and i so i like i'm based in middlesbrough now but i used to live in york so yeah based in york so I still cover like pretty much york to newcastle yeah within an hour radius of all there so yeah. but my parents live in a village about 20 minutes from carlton towers like the other side of south nice. and it's so nice and uh and yeah it's just grand isn't it you drive yeah. sort of drive down you're walking down the, the big long drive and it's just a really grand it's kind amazing. of house and it's really nice inside and yeah it's a beautiful yeah, venue. Really nice venue cool um and then, yeah, I've just put any common questions. Is there anything that I kind of always try and ask flyers or anything that you get asked all the time? You just think, oh, it'd be good that couples know this already or is there any kind of um, like that you can think of? Or? Trying to think what my most frequently asked questions are. All of my brides are ringing me all the time with dilemmas and I'm saying, please help me. And, you know, where can I find such and such? And I really want this. Um, the majority of people really struggle with keeping up with all of that, like, in the minds about all the payments they've got to make and when they've got to make them you know um i think paying for it is the hardest part and also the worst part yeah it kind of makes sense i suppose but yeah. yeah like you say you, you know maybe always think about it or like say, yeah if you don't fully write it down you kind of got a rough idea yeah you've paid deposits and when you have to pay the full amounts and yeah i mean stuff can kind of be stressful some suppliers want a 50 percent deposit which for a lot of people is astronomical people can't and, afford yeah. straight away to just give people 50% of their you know their deposit um but I I've now because since I got married you know everyone wants the payment six weeks before the day generally speaking so you imagine all that money you've spent on your wedding and the majority of you paying it out all at once so I've started offering price plans now so they can split it down into monthly payments 
which just makes it so much more manageable. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I like I actually recently, like, like say last this year, last year, like a lot of brides have kind of or couples have got in touch with me and kind of said, "Oh, can we pay our thing off now? Yeah, we can do it. And obviously, it's fine." And like I just kind of send them an electronic invoice. Yeah, they can pay that. My bank details are on there, but they can pay by card, whatever yeah. as well, and it kind of stays in there. It's just a link, so they, you know, if they get in touch, I send them the link again, or they That's go good. back on there, and it's just whatever the total is. If they want to pay off, you know, 50 quid one month, or yeah. they want to pay all off, or whatever, they can do that and just updates with it. Yeah, I don't really charge many extra for it, but um, I know some people do, which is fine and interesting. Yeah, I don't but, charge any no, extra I don't either, for it, but but yeah, some people do, but even so, it's fine. But like, yeah. so at least then, yeah, they haven't got, oh, it's the four weeks, six weeks before, yeah. and then, oh, everything's due now. And that's it. So that's kind of good. Panic. The option there. Definitely. Then, Just makes yeah. it easier. And, you know, if, I'd say if anyone's getting married and their suppliers haven't given them that option, that they should definitely ask for it. Yeah, um, I don't think anyone, like, you know, the only time we can see a problem if you pay it off, you know, super early. I've had brides pay their entire wedding. Like, yeah straight away so instead of just a deposit they pay the full thing off yeah which is absolutely fine for me of course Brilliant. but I know people have said oh well what happens if we pay and then they go bust there's issues and that and i kind of mm. say well if you're worried that they're going to go bust they're probably not the right supplier yeah you've got to feel a bit more confident in them but i can understand sort of people's um problems there obviously yeah you credit card i guess you can probably get some back there and stuff yeah but, but yeah i mean i think yeah most suppliers now that I speak to and I see generally offer some kind of yeah. plans or are happy for you to pay early or mm. that kind of thing. So I think that could be a good option there. On that subject of backup, you know, when you if you pay by credit card, I would definitely advise getting wedding insurance. Yeah, me too. I, I see it a lot on forums actually. People kind yeah. of asking about it, and I know it's it's not that expensive really, is it? No, we paid one hundred and fifty pounds for wedding insurance. Yeah, that's cool, and that covers for quite. a Things yeah, you get a lot of money back if there's problems, or... exactly. Yeah, so I would definitely advise getting wedding insurance. Yeah, cool, very good. So, we'll go on to quick game. Um, yeah, as I said last week, I was like, oh, I don't yeah. know how, uh, how uh, good this has been, we'll see over time. But so, I've got three different uh, wedding traditions, and I'll obviously pick ones that are that sort of stand out a little bit. I okay, just it really from around the world, they're all a bit bizarre. Yeah, one I've just made up, two are real. So okay, just, you can kind of ask questions on them, but. So I only know so much of what I read. Okay. Now, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, know. okay. We'll see. But yeah, so first one. In China, grooms shoot their future wives with a bow and arrow, minus the arrowheads. I assume that you know, would probably hurt. Yeah. Three times. And then the groom breaks the arrows, and that ensures that the couple stay in love forever, apparently. Mm. Uh, I'll pre- um, sort of preface these saying that, uh, I don't know if these are still like real ones or they're yeah. just from history, but still... The next one in the Philippines, the groom has to stay awake for twenty four hours during the full moon before the wedding day. So whatever the wedding day is, the full moon prior to that, yeah, stay up for twenty four hours and see the whole kind of day and night. It's said to bring light to the wedding day. Okay. And then the next one, uh, Korean tradition dictates that the groom has his feet beaten with fish or a cane uh, before his first night as a married man, and it tests his true strength and character. Ooh. Oh, this is a difficult one. It is true. They're all, you know, pretty crazy, I guess. Um, uh, um, I'd like to think the Korean one where he gets his feet beaten with a stick or fish is real. I'd like to think that was real. Okay. Um, The full moon one. Oh, I don't know. It's so hard. The first one, I think, is definitely real. Yeah, the strike was something like that would 
happen in China potentially. Yeah, being yeah. having to shoot his wife. And that one, I'm confident that one's real. It's yeah. a toss-up between the second and third. I think I'm going to say that the third one is fake. Wrong. You were close no. to the middle one. Is really? False. Yeah. When I say it's false, like, I'm pretty sure it is because I've read it anywhere. And yeah. Made it up, so there might be the odd uh, episode where I actually get something <laughs> half right. But, uh, but yeah, no, that is, I just made that one up. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I don't know whether, like, say, whether the Korean one still happens or quite how it works. But, but yeah, apparently, chess is true strength in character. I don't know if I'd prefer, oh. like, I feel like fish would be nicer. Yeah, like, than softer sticks. than cane, but then. Smellier. But then, yeah, still pretty minging. But, uh, I might oh. try that with my husband to test his strength of character. <laughs> it's too late now. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, is there anything else you kind of want to touch on? Because we're just going to wrap up now, I guess. I think we've covered... I think we've covered quite, a lot, haven't we? A lot of topics there, yeah. Hopefully Definitely. Kind of helps, helps people understand a little bit. Yeah. Kind of going with it. Um, so, yeah, so Alexander, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks uh, for having me. Where can people find out more about you? Um, well, I'm on Facebook. Um, my Facebook page is uh, facebook.com forward slash Alexandra the Violinist. My website is www.alexandraviolinist.co.uk. Um, I've got a radio show, 102.6 Sign FM. Every Wednesday, 11 while 1, I do a show. Every now and again, there'll be a wedding-based show as well. Um, I'll have wedding experts on there, you know, giving advice and chatting about stuff. Cool. Do you say what the show's going to be coming up? Like yeah. Like on your Facebook page or anything? Or? Yeah, the week before I'll post about what the what the coming up show's going to be about so they can ask questions, you know, that I'll read out on the show and do shout outs. Um, I'm all over YouTube and Instagram and you, if it's social cool. media, I'm on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a few more links are from your website anyway. Yeah. So you're on there, find the links to everything. Yeah, like, that's right. Follow you and stuff like that. Yeah. That's cool. And where can people find out more about the the kind of pricing guide thing then that you were talking about before? It's on my website. Um, it's called the Stress-Free Wedding Workbook. You can download it um, on my website, which is alexandraviolinist.co.uk. It's on the main page. Um, click on it, put your details in, and it'll email it to you. Um, there'll be a new version coming out in January. There are some suppliers um, on there, you know, if there's particular people you're looking for, there are a couple on there that you might want to have a nosy at. That's cool. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out and I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll recommend it to my couples. Brilliant. It sounds like it could be quite useful. Yeah, it's really it's helpful. Good. Anything that helps relieve the stress, I guess, is, definitely. is good. Cool. Um, yeah, so to find out more about the podcast, uh, as I said before, visit evolutionimages.co.uk. That's my website. You can find all my work on there, pricing, sort of real weddings, everything on there. We're always updating it. There's a podcast tab at the top as well. So you click on there. You can listen, download any of the shows. And there's also a link to iTunes or you can just search Evolution of Weddings on iTunes. Anywhere you get your podcast and uh, you should be able to find it, subscribe, and it'll tell you when the next episodes are up. Uh, if you've got any questions or is this future topics you'd like to sort of hear about, anyone that you kind of think would be good on the show, just give me an email at podcast at evolutionimages.co.uk or head over to the website and just hit on the contact us tab and then drop me a message. So Alexandra, thanks again for coming on the show. It's been brilliant. Thank you. Um, thanks. I haven't got any quirky sign outs, music or anything yet, but we'll figure some out. Oh, brilliant. So, but yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for listening. See ya.